Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovich left block on the six foot Goodwin. Bumps, backs, Hill kicks out, gives to Donovan. Donovan drives. Donovan gets in the lane, ball fakes, a lot of contact, fouled and finishes. Yang on a cut, brings Capella to him, finds Clarkson. Left corner three, got it. First corner three of the night for the Jazz. Donovan is six of 17. Mid range long two for Donovan is good. Utah Jazz win again. That's 13 out of 14. Take down the Atlanta Hawks, 112-91. We told you yesterday the Hawks were shorthanded, missing four guys. And then we found out before the game that Trey Young couldn't go either. So it was a spectacularly shorthanded Hawks team. Nonetheless, a 21-point win for the Jazz. And then they were up 17 going to the fourth quarter. So, PK, we can nitpick, but they did what they had to do. I'm sure people wish they scored more than 45 points in the first half. But they were still up by eight at halftime. So even though the offense wasn't that good in the first half, uh, they had this one under control the whole way. No, I've got, I've got nothing to nitpick about. Clarkson leads the way with 23 and Bojan with 21, and the Jazz play again tonight. It's the Hornets. Gordon Hayward, 6 o'clock. This is one of those games that has moved back an hour. Uh, Zones coverage will start at 5 o'clock with the Utah Jazz game night pregame show. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Draymond Green, Lob Oubre Jr. catches and flushes, was wide open off the screen. Simons on the far sideline, brings it up top. Swings it back to Mello. Three-pointer, got it! 22 for Carmelo Anthony, and Doc Rivers takes timeout. LeBron wanders into the lane. How about somebody picking him up? Because LeBron's going to go all the way and score easily. I have zero energy um, and zero excitement about an all-star game this year. Um, you know, I, I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game. Um, but it's the agreement that the Players Association and the league came about. We were told that we were not having an all-star game, so we had a, a nice little break, um, you know, five days from the 5th through the 10th. You know, an opportunity for me to kind of recalibrate for the second half of the season, my teammates as well. Then they, they throw an all-star game on us like this and, and just breaks that all the way up. So pretty much it kind of a slap in the face, man. You know, I'll, I'll be there if I'm selected. Um, but I'll be there physically, but not mentally. LeBron, that's the story after the game, not the fact that the Lakers were down 12 at halftime against the Nuggets. Allegedly, possibly a contender, a rematch of the Western Final, and they just blew him off the floor in the third quarter and then ran away some more in the fourth quarter and won 114-93. to Why are we having an all-star game, PK? I assume somebody thinks they're making money. Well, I mean, once the king speaks, <laughs> that's... There it is, man. I just have to comply. I'm not going to go against him. There you go. LeBron, a triple-double in that win, 27-10-10. and 10. You like to look at box scores and see who didn't, uh, who didn't come through or who did, what happened. And I think the thing that was uh, surprising here, the Lakers, seven guys in double figures, three of them off the bench. You don't have to see that kind of balance scoring out of them. We think of them as being top-heavy. And uh, both Jokic and Murray – Shot the ball poorly, and uh, Jokic ended up with 13 points. That's a very low number for him. Uh, it certainly is, and Jamal Murray, that's why I don't go back to what happened in the bubble because that, that was an anomaly with him. He's not that good. Uh, Jokic just didn't have it going on after earlier in the week, obviously, against the Jazz. If the Lakers play like this, like they did in the third quarter, and then the second half, the third quarter, was the quarter, obviously, watching the game, they're not going to be beat. They're going to win. 
what do they need, 16 playoff wins to win the title? They're going to get that if they play to this level that they did in the third quarter and put this kind of game together 16 times in the postseason. I think that's just the way it is. You just have to, if you're trying to compete against them and beat them, you have to find ways to make sure that that does not happen. Elsewhere in the NBA, Blazers beat the Sixers 121-105. Carmelo Anthony had 22 points. It was a big game for him. Well, Lillard didn't play, man, so you don't have Lillard McCollum and your big Nurkic, that guy there. He obviously isn't out. The Sixers didn't have Simmons, uh, but you would think that the Blazers would be more ravaged giving up what they were losing as far as injuries, but yet they still found a way to win. That's what's cool about it. Golden State Warriors, 147-116 to over the Mavs. That was just a, a one-game reprieve for the Mavs right there. Doncic and Porzingis with 27-25, but when you're giving up 147 points and the Warriors are shooting 51% from the three-point line, doesn't really matter if your star guys go for 25 and 27. I don't understand how Oubre had 40 points. That is so <laughs> beyond what he's been able to do this season because he's been in trouble. They've been talking about getting rid of him. And then, wow, man, he has the game of his life. I would imagine that's his NBA career high. And really efficient. 14 of 21 shooting. 7 of two, uh, seven of 10 from the three-point line. So, massive numbers for him. And the Rockets beat the Grizzlies. Yes, they traded Harden, but they haven't bottomed out, PK. They're not great. They're not what they were, but they've not bottomed out. And they win again. They pick up a 115-103 win, and they are back over 500 at 11-10 and 10 on the year. And without Old Depot, he didn't play. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College hoops. Victory, victory, victory. Look at them win. Everybody's winning, PK. The Cougars, the Utes, the Aggies, the Wildcats. Piling up W's. BYU is expected. Portland hasn't won a game in conference. 105 to 60. A 45-point blowout for BYU. Now 15-4 and four on the year. Did you watch yeah. any of that? It was so according games. to plan. Right. You know, we anticipated that uh, there was a lot of stuff to watch and that this would be the biggest blowout, and it was the biggest blowout. Utah beats Arizona 73-58, a 15-point win. Timmy Allen led the way with 18. They got the big lead, PK, and they made it stand up. Yeah, I like this win because nobody was really outrageous. You know, Tim Allen with his 18, he's capable of getting 18 just in any game. And then you got everybody else chipping in. Nobody went nuts like uh, Plummer did against uh, Colorado last Saturday. And what I mean by that is this is the way that you can sustain a level of consistency, have everybody do something. And that's what they did. Arizona isn't a great team by any stretch, and they've had some injuries that have taken guys out. Uh, But... The Utes played a solid game. The blueprint that they put on display early last evening was something that can be sustained going forward, and 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 that's what you want. And then, you know, right now, if they can do that, well, then most likely Larry comes back, and they've got, uh, I don't know who's going to leave and whatnot. We'll see what plays out at that point. But they've got an opportunity to to reestablish themselves to a little bit. And maybe I'm reading into just a couple of wins in a row. 
but you're looking for positives and, and those things as I saw watching that game flicking back and forth was something that led me to believe okay they can finish halfway decent here I think the key word in all of that was something they can sustain it's sustainable you know Plummer's not going to come off the bench and give you 23 like he did at Colorado it's great he did that one time but if you get that one or two more times in a year you'd be ecstatic Whereas this, this you can do again and again. And Utah State beats Fresno State 69-53. 53 is rarely a winning number. The Aggie defense throttling the Bulldogs, who shot a miserable 37%. Uh, also sustainable, PK. You, you win with defense on the road. We can line up a bunch of ex-coaches here, and they'll all say the same thing. And it panned out for the Aggies. Can defense throttle, though? Defense throttled them. Really? I always think of offense throttling. I don't think of defense. I think of defense stifling, not throttling. Oh. Okay. Well, we can go stifling if you want. Throttled down, I guess. I don't know. Weber State outscored Montana State 96-88. Those two teams play again tomorrow at noon in Ogden. That game will be on KJAZ. And the Utes are off on the weekend. Cougars are off on the weekend. They will play Gonzaga on Monday. The Aggies will have a rematch with Fresno State. 8 o'clock on FS1. Scotty G will have the pregame show at 7.30 right here on The Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Between high school, college, pro football, doing this for almost 30 years. Um, just so appreciative of all the different people who have helped me along the way. Uh, just so grateful for all the experiences that I had. What's crazy is I haven't seen Pat throw dots like this at practice. Like he's been throwing crazy dots. Like he like he throw dots, but the dots he's been throwing in practice lately has been crazy. I ain't even gonna cra- I ain't even gonna count. You know, so I mean I'm pretty fired up, you know, so we gotta wait and see, man. I gotta rub my hands together. I'm excited about that. That's Tyreek Hill. Thinks Patrick Mahomes has gone to another level. Darts. What he be throwing? Darts. Cra- crazy darts. Darts. Oh, darts. I thought he was saying dots. I'm thinking he'd be throwing dots. I, I never heard that, but it's darts he'd be throwing. Tyreek Hill had 13 catches for 269 yards against the Bucks in the regular season. So if they're going to another level from that. Look out. I don't know. Well, he'd be catching darts then. Ooh, that kind of hurt. You not catching if, darts? Not if you catch him right. Really? KC a field goal darts. KC a field goal favorite. Yeah, you let it go by and then you just catch the back end. Oh, super okay, got quick. It. Got yeah, to see. Makes you sense. You don't right. want that no, thing man. stabbing you in the palm of the hand. Yeah, okay, I understand now. Jim Mattress Mac Mackinville, a Houston furniture store owner who's known for making giant sports bets, has placed the largest wager on this year's game so far. He bet three point four six million dollars on the Bucks and took three and a half points. If the Bucks win or just lose in cover. He'll win $2.72 million. Somebody's got a lot of money, PK. (laughs) Why do they call him Mattress Mac? Uh, He owns a furniture store, so I assume they sell a lot of mattresses. It's a chain of stores in Texas. Okay, so he's Mac McElvain. Now there's a guy, Mac McAnally, who's a big country songwriter. Huge. He's won many, many awards. So kind of reminds me of Mattress Mac McElvale. And Mac McAnally. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Eliza Tuiaki is interviewed for the Montana State head coaching position. Reported by our own Yock. 
Confirming these reports, Yach? Yeah, Skyline Sports up there in Montana had it first, but I've talked to a few people who said he's, he is indeed in the mix. How big is the pool? Are they down to six to three? I, to... I heard it's five to seven right now. Okay. Jeff Fisher, the former Rams and Titans coach, is in on this one. BYU announced the hire of Kevin Clune as a defensive assistant on Kalani's staff. He'll coach linebackers. Some other uh, assignments were juggled. Tuaki's going to focus on interior linemen, assuming he doesn't go to Montana State. Preston Hadley will coach defensive ends and hybrids, and Ed Lamb will coach the safeties, and Gennaro Guilford stays with the corners. So there you go. Clemson boosted offensive coordinator Tony Elliott's annual salary to $2 million a year, giving the Tigers two of the highest-paid assistants in the country because the defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, makes $2.4 million annually as the nation's highest-paid assistant. It's a lot of cash, PK. If you're going to win, you better pay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I saw this thing on uh, Twitter yesterday. The top conferences uh, as far as uh, money, and no Pac-12 assistant was among the top 25 most paid, according to USA Today. Now that includes, uh, excludes, I should say, Stanford and SC as being private institutions. And so, you know, you get what you pay for there because they don't have one among the top 25. That's a fair amount uh, to not have. So you, you wonder, you know, they lose guys and how big of a deal that is. You know, I mean, if you lose one once in a while, but if you lose, a, you lose them consistently over time, I think that's got to have an impact. If you don't have any of the top tier of assistant coaches, that would be a red flag. The highest paid tier, all the best guys are somewhere else. That's That's got to be a problem. Well, top 25 by conference, the SEC has 14 of them. The Big Ten has six. The Big 12 has three. And if my math is correct, that's uh, two left over for the ACC. Now, in that's in the top 25. In the top 50 pay, the Pac-12 has four of the top 50. A new federal bill introduced, you know, one last thing. I guess that's why they have a new commissioner, right? Because they would pay the money if they had it? I'm not sure about that. Really? Because I don't, I, yeah, I don't know that the Pac-12 really is in it to win it to the level, certainly, of these other conferences. They don't really act like that's what their thing is. They're, they get off on being a comprehensive athletic conference, so... The water polo wins the national championship, and then Bill Walton can talk about that in the Conference, Conference of Champions. Champions because they win all those other ones, and they like to brag about being a comprehensive athletic program conference, which they are. There's no doubt about it. That's why Walton can say what he says because they just clean up on all of those sports, but most fans don't give a rip about those sports. The people who care about those sports are the parents, and family and friends of the participants. The rest of us, doesn't really matter. Just don't even pay attention to it. And so you can put on 8,000 live events every single week, as Larry Scott used to love to talk about on the Pac-12 network. Well, if a Pac-12 network plays water polo and nobody sees it, does a Pac-12 water, water polo exist? You know, that type of thing, tree in a forest. So I don't know just because if they had the money, would they pay it? I can't answer that.
A new federal bill introduced yesterday would make it illegal for the NCAA or other college sports associations, the NAI, I guess, to uh, place any restrictions on the type or size of endorsement deals that college athletes could sign in the future. It's the latest in a series of proposed national legislation that aims to help athletes make money and reform the multi-billion dollar college sports industry. The proposal is the only option to date that doesn't provide any means for Congress, the NCAA, or any other governing body to regulate what pro- what products athletes can endorse. Teams could be setting up pipelines and making sure guys get paid while they're in school. Car dealers, come on down and bring your checkbooks. I would say to make sure they're getting paid some more while in school. That is probably a good way to phrase it. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, we're talking Utah Jazz with David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. And at 910, we are talking Super Bowl with Steve Young, former Cougar, former Niner, current ESPN NFL analyst. Steve Young at 910. David Locke, coming up next. Stay with us.